Hello and welcome to the Criminally Mental Podcast. My name is Cody Green, or the mental of Criminally Mental. And I'm Zach Galloway, also known as the Bicon of Arizona. And coming in here to introduce the show is the friend of our show, the host of the VT Network, Dead Man. Welcome to the Criminally Mental Podcast, where we talk about mental health and the criminal justice system with your two hosts, Cody Green and Zach Galloway currently both on parole and compassionate release. Now, here's the show. Cue Zach's comment about his voice. If that man narrated a vasectomy, I would listen to every <laughs> last word. Just Fair end. enough. Um, you know, you always have these comments about his voice, and I always want to argue with you, but God, he has such a good voice. It's true. It's true. So... It's before we get into our regularly regularly scheduled content, we do need to bring up some unfortunate content. Uh, Zach, why don't you go ahead with that? As a lot of you guys know, last week we did expose a child predator on TikTok, Eric B. Zink. Uh, immediately after the show went up, he made this very half-assed video saying how he was going to take a break. That lasted like all the 48 hours. He is back on TikTok. He's still on YouTube. And he's back to making content. Even though all his comments right now are off on TikTok, they're still on on YouTube. And you need to be aware of this individual. It's Eric B. Zink. He's claiming to be a mental health advocate. And something else you should know is we've had like four to five people who have been victims of his come forward. So uh, in the event that, Eric, you are listening to this, it would be most wise to stop being on the app, stop being on these platforms because there's a lot of people out there that you have seriously harmed that don't have a problem speaking out. So public service announcement, that's what's going on. And also if Zach is by chance or not Zach, sorry, if Eric is listening to our podcast, which based on some of the stuff he said in his last video, I think he might be stop calling yourself a mental health advocate right now. I don't care if you're going to continue to make content and we're going to continue to send people your way to troll you, but stop referring to yourself as a mental health creator because you are no longer allowed to call yourself that. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty disgraceful to take advantage of people from a position of power like that, adult or child. So this is definitely wrong, which led us to do something this past week. Uh, Cody and I and a bunch of other creators, Matt included, who we're going to have on the show here, We've kind of bound together and made a group dedicated to exposing other creators similar to Eric B. Zink on TikTok, where, uh, you know, if people are are witnessing someone being a predator or behaviors like that, they can tag us in it and we'll expose it. We've hit a lot of backlash from that, from TikTok, uh, a lot of community guideline violations, everything like that. So what we're all doing is we're going to start using our Instagrams to show awareness about these predators on TikTok because the rules and the guidelines there pretty much allow us to do it there. So follow all of our Instagrams if you guys are listening, and we'll be continuing to carry the fight there for TikTok. FYI. And we're not going to dedicate any more time than that to, to Eric because he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve to have any more of a platform than he already has. But I was going to ask you, Zach, what have you been up to this week? I'm curious to know how you've been spending yeah. your week. Actually, some cool stuff, man. Um, so tomorrow, I'm going down to Wookie Styles Tattoo. It's in Chandler. Um, I'm going to get this really nice chess piece. It's uh, it's going to be a dagger on this side. It's going to be a quick... Why are you looking... This was a setup for a question, wasn't it? You don't care at all what I was No, go ahead and finish up. I, I will follow it with something, but I'm, I'm excited. Let's, let's hear about the tattoo. Okay. It's going to be a dagger on this side and a quill on this side. And then some inner, inner kind of like some vine work going down to my chest and then a quill and a dagger. Super excited about that. Um, you got that look on your face. Interesting. Don't, like Don't you want to know what I've been working on this week? Um, what have you, what have, what have, what have you been working on this week, Cody? Well, well, you've been cuddling your stuffed animals and, um, making silly videos. I've been working. So let me, let me just show you what I've been working on here, Zach. Okay. Here is our oh, new we website. Have a website. 
We have a website. Oh, it's so cool. I'm so glad I thought of this. Anyway, go on. Yes, I'm so glad you thought of this, Zach. We do have a new website. You guys can check us out at criminallymentalpodcast.com. Um, Zach was zero help with this, but I still appreciate him for, you know, his looks. Um, mm -hmm. On top of that, we also have our merch site. And there's only two days left where you can get 15% off any of our Criminally Mental merch. So definitely head over and check that out. The link is in my bio, maybe Zach's bio if he actually went ahead and did it. And then the Criminally Mental podcast TikTok bio. Oh, I see Zach working on it right now. Look at that. Don't, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about what I'm doing. Keep, keep, keep plugging the thing. It's a... <laughs> And then last but not least, this isn't a plug for anything, but we wanted to thank everyone um, for helping us reach 25,000 downloads of the Criminally Mental podcast in only five weeks. We only have five episodes out and we've reached 25,000 downloads. And that's all thanks to you guys. And we just wanted to take a second and really say thank you because it is a big deal. And this podcast is gaining a lot of traction for being very new. Yeah, it's we're both super excited about this. I'm really, I mean, it's so cool that I've invited Cody onto this project. But I mean, the fact that you guys show up here every week and support us and just everything you do on all platforms, man. I mean, I've had people reach out to me on Instagram and stuff like that and continue to tag people you would like to have us on the show or like us to have on the show because we're always interested in taking new creators on. Um, like today, our, we're super excited to have our guest today. Matt from Matt's All Right, who has stolen my jacket. Side story, we'll address that. But uh, do continue to tag other creators, people you want to see here, and we'll reach out to them. And they've reached out to us. But again, thank you guys. And Zach, do you want to let them know about the competition we're having for next week before we bring on Matt? Or sorry, Zach. No, you said it right the first time, I think. Oh, did I? Yeah. That's what I get for trusting my own instincts. Um, Wait a minute. Who we, we don't have someone named Zach on, do we? It is it is Matt, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, okay, then you got it right. Also, um, what competition? Oh, the competition! <laughs> the competition, absolutely. The co I, would that's, I was wondering when you were going to ask me to talk about this, Cody. I was really thinking you were being not professional for bringing it up, but I'm glad you did. So, again, I will pick up the slack. So, uh, on Apple Podcasts, the reviews are five stars and we really love some of the reviews you guys leave, are leaving so if you leave a five-star review and uh, say something about us we will read off our top three favorite reviews from the apple podcast review and honestly some of you guys are so creative with the stuff we love hearing the feedback but if you want to be on the show and have your uh, your screen name and your review left or uh, read out go to apple podcast leave a five-star review and say something about the show yeah absolutely and to be honest, we've had really good responses, um, and I put a few of them on the website so you can see here. We actually have a testimonial, and the winners of next week will go on the website too with their username down below. So definitely do that. It just helps people know why they should listen to us. You know, for my um, intelligent, well thought out content and Zach's wing it mentality. So. I must say though, I did a wonderful job on this web on this website. It surprises me. My own genius many times, really. Zach, if you know, if you understood how much time I put into this website, was this uh, what you, was is this why you kept like Snapchatting me about like work and stuff? I mean, I, I thought you were joking. I thought that was I thought this was just a running joke. You kept asking for my like opinion on shit. You you were doing stuff, huh? Good, yeah, you know what, yeah, good? it's shocking. It's shocking that people like put in work and effort towards things like this instead of show up 10 minutes prior and just uh, bullshit themselves an hour through a fucking podcast. It's amazing how you do that. I don't know why you don't take me seriously. <laughs> I don't know either. Tell Damien I say hi, by the way. He says hi back. All Keep right. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> Without further ado, would you like to introduce our guest for the day? Absolutely. So this is a, a friend of mine, a bare minimum acquaintance of Cody's. He just followed Cody. Um, I've loved Matt's all right for a long time. He makes great content. He is a big creator on TikTok. He's a genuine person who really does care about uh, both 
the people that follow him and the content that he puts out all together, a great guy. He did steal a jacket of mine once long story. We'll get into it. So please welcome to the show. TikTok creator, the second prettiest person in this room. Matt's all right. Yes. I'm so happy. <laughs> that is the first um, time like an introduction has made me like, I don't, I, I don't remember what to say. I was going to say something cool right now, but now I'm just like, wait, go on more compliments, please. I need this. I'm insecure. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. Hey man. What's Thanks up, for man? being here. Dude, thank you guys so much for having me. I know that's a super cliche thing to say, but I have to tell you, first off, this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast, so don't mind the panic attack that I'm currently having right now. I'm sure it'll bring out the more genuine version of me that we want people to hear and listen to. Well, we did just see you down like three rock stars and a whole bunch of sugar, so this is going to be a good show. <laughs> I know. I had. I ate a whole – for everyone listening, I had. I had a whole bag of candy – and drink an energy drink right in front of them because I'm a child trying to yeah, the entire the entire time I'm like trying to be all professional. Cody was doing whatever it is Cody does. You know, I'm going off the list of all the all the things we're gonna talk about. And Matt's just like chugging monsters and <laughs> eating and eating like pixie sticks and stuff like that. <laughs> and like Cody, Cody's in the background trying to draw within the lines. And uh, you know, here I am trying to get work done. And basically that's just how this happens. But thank, thank you for being on the show, Matt, really. I mean, we, we love you. We love your content, everything you do. I'm a huge fan of you guys. I, I feel like both of you make such better stuff than I do. I feel like I spend so much time trying to make one measly video to deliver, and then I watch your page. Like, you guys made, like, four videos that people <laughs> like so much more. So this whole time I've been waiting to sabotage you guys, and I may have taken something I may have not, you know? You don't know. Well, bro, you put you put time and effort into you. You put hardcore time and effort into your. I mean, isn't that right, Cody? Would you not agree with that? I mean, yeah. No, me and Zach, we like even for me. Like, I prepare a lot for this podcast, but I do not prepare for videos. My videos are one shot done. You take so much more time to develop you guys, videos. You guys notice that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Of course. Can I tell you, I never really talk about like the inner workings, the logistics of social media, but I like, I'm sorry. I, one video takes me normally about 45 minutes to do. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like get all, get all the way fucked. You could not have me do that. No way. And me, and Zach, me and Zach put in, I like, seriously, I, most of the time I respond to comments or I tell schizophrenic story times. I take at most five minutes to post a video on TikTok. That's why I only do uh, one. I do one no later than 9.30 a.m. on a daily basis, and I try and make it like, this is it. Don't talk to me for the rest of the day. I don't want to hear that you didn't like this video. Or what is that comment that people leave? They leave that comment on TikTok, he don't miss, or they don't. this guy doesn't miss. Yeah. yeah. I, want to, I want to see one of those. If I don't get one of those... I'm going to come to everyone's house and break their toes. I swear, if I need that comment, that's my one baby comment right there. Don't worry. Zach's never gotten that comment either, so no harm. <laughs> Zach, Zach, <laughs> you know, he's made up this horrible lie about me. It's this disgusting, <laughs> awful, um, you know, I don't want to say that Zach is a bad person. That's what I'm <laughs> here to decide immediately. But he's made up this lie about me. But then this is the first time I've had people actually come at me. And I'm just like, wait, say you're joking. Say, say that you guys know this is all a gag. Like, come on. You, you, I didn't you steal this jacket, man. You need to understand that you're not really a friend of mine and a mm. creator on TikTok if I haven't turned my fan base against you at one time or another. <laughs> Isn't that correct? I mean, it's a... Is that Don't valid? even get me started about <laughs> this. Jacket gate. Don't even get me started about it. Zach's followers come for me so hard when we do our roasts. He mm. will just decimate me and I'll just do a little bit of a pushback and they will just eviscerate my videos. They will come so hard for me. Oh, can I, can I tell you guys something? Just so you know, I feel like I'm kind of like, you know, I feel like I'm like one of the kids in Captain Planet. Like I have the ring, I have the power. I choose not to use it on anyone. Like I feel like I could send a good, I don't know, 50,000 people at one person uh, at any given time. And I've never done it. But Zach, 
came over here with all five of those rings and was like, Captain <laughs> Planet! I was like, no, tell him you're lying. This whole thing started out, me and Matt were just chatting in a DM, and I just had this idea where I was just like, you know what? Fuck Matt. Ah! Fuck Matt. <laughs> like, you know what? Like, I'm, sick of, I'm sick and tired of his pretty ass gifted face coming up my For You page. So, you know what? And I, I even said in the DM, I wish I would have screenshot and pulled it up here. I'm going to tell people you stole my jacket because fuck you. That's why. And ah! we, just, <laughs> we just went up with it. <laughs> I'm here. Somebody commented, I'm here to defend Matt's honor. Thank you. There's only a little <laughs> bit of it left. Thank you. <laughs> I need this. So. I'm not going to lie because I was uh, working, you know, my full-time job that, you know, Zach wouldn't understand all week. So when this feud between you two happened, I was very out of the loop. I didn't get an, I didn't get a message or anything. I just flipped open my phone and Matt or Zach was like, Hey, I started some beef with Matt and I was like, what are you talking about? And I saw the videos and I was like, I have no idea what's going on right now. I love how my letting you know is always an afterthought with these things. Like, uh, like uh, you you asked me a couple days ago, like, hey, we should have Matt on the show. I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of already did that. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, dog. My bad. I'm still, I'm still getting comments from people, like, on a daily basis. Like, where's the jacket, Matt? It's like, <laughs> this video is about the jacket thing like, i told a video i told a story today about um masturbating in porta johns in the middle of the desert which is a super accurate thing that people do in the military by the way uh, i'm sure you guys have done worse or found better places more creative because you're both great creators um but yeah i, I made this video and people are like give me the jacket <laughs> like, I, I, i'm talking about a different kind of jacket right now yeah <laughs> My goal, my goal is for when you eventually release your book and you're at a press conference, the first person who asks a question is going to go, yes, I'm here to talk about Zachary Galloway's jacket, sir. You know, like, that's my goal. That is my and I'll goal. be like, it's been 10 years. <laughs> yes, for everyone listening, if you guys do, know, do not know, I am attempting to write a book that would sell or at least be worth worthwhile in your guys' minds about my life experience. Um, but that's why I'm so happy to be here with you guys, though, is because it's like, I don't think my my book is anything special compared to what you guys would have to put down. I feel like it would be a very, uh, very odd parallels of each other's lives. It's so nice to like talk to people who I can relate to in that sense. Um, th that makes sense, right? Well, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, you are an interesting person. So like, I think people are interested that me and Zach are writing books, him for his prison, me for my uh, schizophrenia content. But the cool thing about you is, I mean, we talked about it before we went live. There's more to you than just like your military stuff. There is so much more to you that I'm excited to hear about. And I, you know, we have a few questions prepared for you today. Yeah. Well, I do. Zach doesn't prepare questions. <laughs> but um, I've, got, I've got questions. So many questions. Uh, <laughs> Are you writing right now? I'm not writing. I'm not writing. I'm, I'm checking. I'm checking. But honestly, um, that's all you need is a unique story. And I'm sure I, I believe you have one. So I'm, I'm excited for your book. Um, I'll trade you a copy of my book when it comes out. Deal. Uh, <laughs> Deal. Yeah. That's not a very good trade. His is going to be worth something. I mean, unless he needs like a doorstop, what is he going to do with yours? I figured to he could fair. use it. I figured he could use it for a cutting board or something. It's going to be hard covered. <laughs> so I don't know. Just a thought. Mm. But, uh, Zach, if you want to, you know, wing your first question, since I'm sure you didn't come prepared, uh, we'll get started and, you know, throw, throw Matt on the spot here, because that's our favorite thing to do here at the Criminally Mental Podcast. Yes, absolutely. So, Matt, I've been, I've been a fan of yours for quite a bit. Um, and it's kind of a generic question we ask most big creators that come on. Uh, what got you started doing TikTok? Because it, it, is it is an odd platform to do yeah. the kind of content you do. Like, how did this, have the ball get rolling? What happened? Like, you know what? It was very much by mistake. Um, a lot of people who do know me know that I do social media for a living. So my job was to teach business owners how to do social media. And based on that, the best thing is to be able to prove what I know how to do based on the fact that I have a larger following on different platforms, or at least some kind of following, practicing what I preach. 
So I had to start a TikTok for my work and it wasn't going well. And at the same time, I had left my job and my mental health was in the drain. If anybody who here doesn't know me, my background is military related in a sense to where I had an extremely rough enlistment in the Marine Corps. Um, and that has left me in an odd place in life to where I've tried to operate as a normal human being for so long. And I try, I went to college, I got the degree in business. I went to trade school, got certified as a welder. Like I became the family man. I tried to be what society would respect me as, as a veteran, rather than depending on being a veteran and hoping for respect. So I left my job and one day I just had a mental breakdown and I got on social media and I just told something real that I had never done before. Before I tried to recreate a video, I tried to do a gimmick, I tried to do a song and dance that people, I thought people would like and get views. And I told a story about my best friend uh, who I was in Afghanistan with, um, waking me up by being on top of me, shaking and crying and smothering me because of his weight, his body weight. And him saying, Jason's dead, Jason's dead. And I just, it was so half asleep, I didn't know who Jason was. It was his little brother who was less than 30 minutes away from us. And he had been um, shot and fatally killed um, in a combat zone. And my job was to escort the older brother home. And he gave, he, he didn't know how to say goodbye to me. Because it's, it's an odd thing to be 22 and to say, hey, my little brother's dead. And now I'm going home and you're staying here in a very dangerous place for four or five more months without me. I don't know how to say goodbye. And he gave me uh, his knife, like a K-bar, like a military kind of K-bar. And he's like, here, just something. And I told that story. And then overnight, I think it was like 200,000, 300,000 followers within a couple months. And now we're at um, 600, I think, since July. Like 600,000. That's how I got my story. Yeah. That's, I mean, first of all, it's amazing that uh, – you had the courage to begin with to one do that to go through what you went through but two tiktok is such a fucking brutal platform dog you know that I mean, yeah it's rough <laughs> i mean like for guys like you and me and i mean so much Cody, but for guys like you and me that do uh you know real stuff that are uh that are personal experiences a lot more you than me you know whenever you put some personal out there some jackass is going to come along and be like, oh, I smell cap, cap, bro. That's cap. This never happened. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. So, I mean, good on you Thanks. for for doing that. Do you, do you find it to be cathartic at all for you? It's kind of a, in a therian way? That's a really good question. So a lot of people ask me, do, do telling these stories help and heal? And there's two answers to that, and I'll make them both quick. So I, I can tell you the stuff that I went through now that I'm older, I can tell you is hor horrifying. For somebody who, whose mental health was poor before the military to go through, to where it's like I, w I was put into a, I, I allowed myself to go into a situation to where I was already probably ready to get PTSD from even a car crash. Like I was, I was ready to, if somebody would have hit me, I would have already been mentally too fragile to probably deal with that around that time. Instead, I joined the Marine Corps Infantry during Iraq and Afghanistan. So it's like I propped myself up for that. And now that I'm older, I see, wow, it was horrible. It was horrifying. Telling these stories do not help in a sense to where it doesn't make it any of it go away. But what it does do, Zach, is it takes it takes the power out of the boogeyman. Like knowing he's in the room and talking to him and telling him, I know you exist. And I know when you're going to pop out. I know when you're going to scare me. I know what your little tricks are and your little games are. So, yeah. Do I, am I still terrified of you? Yes, but you're not going to jump scare me anymore. That's what telling these stories does. It takes the power out of them. So am I better? No, but am I less afraid of what happened? Yes. I personally identify me, a lot with that. that. Sorry, Zach, you're, you're oh, lagging out just a little bit, just so you know. Um, but I personally identify a lot with that um, because, you know, my content is schizophrenia content. And when it comes to mental health content, I know I've seen even on some of your videos, con comments are not always that great when it comes to people actually expressing how they feel about mental health and about, you know, what they struggle with. 
So it is it is a really tough thing to actively share about. And I think everyone who does it is extremely brave, especially with having really large platforms. Um, there's plenty of people who do it on small scales, but to be to have such big exposure and still talk about that stuff, I, I think it's a really brave thing to do. So I more power to you because I know it's not easy. Thank you. And let me let me ask you this question. I mean, it's kind of a little I mean, this is basically just you and me talking here, Matt. But uh, I I struggle deeply with talking about some people on my channel like uh, Shaggy. Shaggy's no longer with us. And he, he was legitimately a son to me. And I have such a hard time. I mean, it's kind of fresh, but uh, I have a hard time addressing that question. And I see that question every fucking day in my comments and in my lives. Right. If I get if I get 10 questions, seven of them are asking me what happened to Shaggy. And every right. time I have I have this internal, uh, I, you know, it's not quite a panic attack, but it's it's a moment that I have. You know, it's a reminder that that's that's a reality for me. And I've been having a really hard time addressing that to the fans uh in your opinion and like i said this is really just me talking to you right now we're not really on a podcast uh should i just just go ahead and do that i mean would that be your suggestion i think you have you have to take your life experience and you you get you get a point to where you have to say am i here because i enjoy my life or am i here because i enjoy making a small difference in so many people's lives so it, it's at the point to, to where I, I'll tell you, if I didn't have my children, um, I would most likely take my life um, because it just hurts too much sometimes. And I don't want to, and, and I know it's going to hurt for so long that just, I'm tired of it and I don't want to do it. So I'm not here for me. So I'm here for my kids. So why can't I be here for everyone else as if they were my kids? So why hold things back? Why not just say, this is what happened please don't make the same mistake. This is what happened to so-and-so. Please don't make the same mistake. So it's at the point to where you get to, you get to decide if you want to go halfway and hold something back for you. If you are here for you in this life, I can tell you I'm not. Um, Cause I'm like, I just said, I'm just not here for me anymore. I've decided to be here for everybody else. And there's so many kids. I mean, we're all around the same kind of age range. I can tell you there's so many kids who are 17 or 18 who are in pain right now to where if they knew what happened to my friend because of this reason, they would feel a little bit more understood by hearing it from somebody like yourself, maybe who has 900, a million followers, or if that makes sense. But you have to decide that. Like, will you help? It's not about you feeling better, though. I don't think. I'm not sure about you. That makes, that makes, that makes a lot of sense to me, to be totally honest with you. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you, man. And I, I give Zach a hard time a lot of the time, but the one thing I've made very clear um, from the very beginning of this podcast is my respect for Zach's portrayal of his uh, schizophrenic um, cellmate, uh, Shaggy, who he's talking about right now. And so when it comes to sharing other people's stories, Zach, you've done such a good job. And I know you get the question a lot, and I know I asked you before we even started this podcast a little bit about it, because I genuinely think that um, when it comes to mental health, every story matters. And so a lot of people see me and think of me when they think of schizophrenia. But now you've created this, and Shaggy's no longer with us, but now you've created this awesome opportunity for him to still have an impact on other people's lives and help create a better understanding of schizophrenia. And I'm not trying to get all, you know, emotional with you. We we'll go back to roasting you in a little bit here, but I really respect that. And I think, I think that's a big deal. And I think what you do is really important. And like Matt said, the story I think would help people better understand, you know, him and his illness. And, and when it comes down to it though, it's how comfortable you are sharing it and, Stories like that do take an emotional toll on you. I've shared some really, really personal stories about my schizophrenia on here that take a little bit out of me, you know, and I'm sure Matt, you know, with your PTSD and stuff you've talked about, it, it takes a piece of you. And so you got to weigh, you know, like he said, does it help? I would argue that it does, but also how's it going to affect you after you tell it? Yeah. Tell, no, telling I, those stories I, takes a lot out of you. 
hundred percent. It does. And thank you. Thank you guys. I really appreciate that. Uh, I mean, maybe I should have done that before the show and asked you guys, but uh, I, I, I really do. It's something I've been struggling with personally because like every day I th- I have like certain stories that I want to tell, but there's still like this part of me. It's like, fuck man. I don't even like thinking about that moment. Oh, do we yeah, lose Matt for again? Sure. No, I yes. hear you, man. And so the the important thing is to remember that we all have really unique stories and you guys have the really cool ability to help tell other people's stories. My stories have all been very like about me, but you guys are really good storytellers. Matt, I, I we were just talking about how you take such long amounts of time to make videos compared to us two. And I think part of the reason that you post one video a day versus our 10 to 20 and you gain a lot of traction is because you're a very good storyteller. And like whether you put comedy into it or whether you're being more serious, you do it in a very good way and you do it in a vulnerable way that I think people can really connect with. Yeah, even your response videos to to my little like, you know, jab at you in the roast, like it was like 20 minutes after I posted that video and I'm looking at you guys, I'm like, this motherfucker edited <laughs> your- this entire video and you, put it on TikTok. Like, <laughs> so Zach has this amazing video for anyone who hasn't seen it. And it's the first, I don't want to hate on anyone's social media, by the way. Like, I'll never say a <laughs> negative thing, but I will say a positive thing about that video. That's the first video I genuinely laughed at and watched multiple times and walked around my house showing people like a four-year-old. Hey, Jack, look at this video. Look at, look at the video. Watch it. And then like made them watch it. Like they had no interest. There was no investment emotionally from them. They're just like, okay. And just waiting for it to end. I'm like watching their eyes, waiting for them to laugh. Like it's pretty good, right? I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. But that was just me like slapping some shit together. I took a picture of you, put a black and white and put some bug eyes on it. But like you came back with this like – it's got transitions. It's got fucking different voices. It's got like actual edited pictures on it. And I'm just watching this like this bitch, <laughs> this talented bitch is just. <laughs> I had to try and come at you a little bit harder because yours was so funny. He has bug eyes. He's like, hey, hey, that's what you get for trusting your bad person. I'm like, <laughs> and then he's like, all he's like, all like nice about it. Like, I don't think you're a bad person, Matt. I just you're confused. <laughs> like, he was more, he was better at like appearing innocent in the video. And that's why so many people came to the page. I don't know if they're joking or not. Hey, man, are you really a thief, bro? Did you take the jacket? I'm like, no. <laughs> I would never steal a jacket. Yeah. Ah, he's wearing it. Unbelievable. I I don't steal jackets. Maybe I tactically acquired something. And I want to tell everyone who's listening right now, I'm coming for the hat next. Oh, yeah. I want that hat, man. You have mine. Sir, I've killed men for less. I, I I want to die getting that hat. I want like I want people to tell a story how I made it to his front yard with like six bullet wounds in my back, but I had the hat in my hand. I was like, I almost made it. <laughs> Put that on your tombstone. By the way, Cody, did you did you really buy that hat for content? Was that a real thing? <laughs> yes, I bought this hat so I could specifically make fun of you, and I have no regrets. This is the best seven dollars I've ever spent. Um. And keep in mind, Matt, that if you take that hat from Zach, he'll have nothing left. Because literally <laughs> his his recycled prison content is going to wear out one day. And the hat is one of the few things that keeps him unique and relevant. So let him keep it, man. Let him keep it. Uh, I'm sorry, little girl. Can you get your mom to come here? Uh, uh, yeah. You made me but- shave the beard. This is your fault. <laughs> Okay, legitimately though, and like in all seriousness aside, I know I've roasted you a lot about shaving the beard, but you need to know that you really do look fucking terrible. <laughs> so I just want you to know that. I think he looks handsome. Thank you, Matt. Matt, you, think, Matt, you altruistic son of a bitch. Of course you do. I, so that's not I just want to rub his cheekies. See, there you go. That's the response I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, getting back to our guest here, um, Matt. Right. So I actually, I actually have some prepared questions for you. Um, <laughs> and my first question 
is specifically about um, your PTSD and going as in-depth as you want. But yeah. one of the reasons I've talked about PTSD on my page is because people tend to think that hallucinations are only something that comes with schizophrenia. And that's not true at all. I know people with PTSD, bipolar disorder, and even really severe cases of anxiety that get um, hallucinations, which is why I do know a decent amount about PTSD. Um, but it's one of the reasons I was drawn to your page. Um, so I would love if you could talk a little bit about, you know, your experience, you know, be as in depth as you want. Don't go into anything that's going to um, be difficult for you, but just. Uh, the first thing I'll, I'll tell people is to understand that I, I feel like I, I just refer back to what I was saying earlier. I feel like I did set myself up for failure by having so much belief in myself because I thought I, I thought I was different. I thought I, I wanted to have so much validation that I was willing to do things to validate myself. So as a kid, you know, we all have that story here, that story. Yes, I was horribly, horribly bullied in school to a point to where there was almost no coming back from me. Like I wanted to change schools. Like anything I did, I just felt like I was bullied. I was the ugly duckling. Um, I did not have a girlfriend. The one girlfriend I did have broke up with me because people made fun of her for going out with me. So I was such an insecure, angry kid to the point to where um, finally one day I just started swinging on people as hard as I could. And then the bullying stopped. But then nobody wanted to be my friend because I was the kid who was getting kicked out of school for fighting. Um, and then, unfortunately, and we could talk about it more, but I did turn into uh, a very uh, evil mindset to where I was committing crimes um, to feed myself. That was before. That was all before joining the military. And on top of that, my father was um, a very likable sociopath. He is a very likable sociopath to where the guy's a genius and he's great at being the most liked person in the room while making me feel inferior. Um, so I ended up in the Marine Corps infantry because I thought if I sign up for the hardest job I could possibly think of, that would give me some kind of validation. It would make everyone say he's not who we thought he was. And on top of that, I was, I, I do genuinely love this country. And I don't love it in a sense of nationalism. I love it in a sense that to where you should be proud of where you're from, but always work and strive to better it. Never accept it for its faults. Um, so I ended up in the Marine Corps Infantry. I did three deployments. One of them, uh, nice and safe the whole time. My job was to hunt pirates. A lot of people think that sounds silly, but that's pirates are a real thing. Yeah, actually hunt pirates. Um, the next one, uh, I went to Haiti in the earthquake in 2010. And there were over 200,000 people dead in that country from that earthquake. And our job was to, our job was to pick up bodies. And I was 20 years old. And our job was to evacuate people to Guantanamo Bay to the hospital. And majority of those people that I dealt with were children, wounded and dying children. And that is what installed a sense of now I can't be around kids who are crying anymore without having panic attacks in a Walmart. I can't be in a target anymore with a child that's crying. And then I went to a combat zone to now there's more wounded children from stepping on IEDs. Um, and now people are shooting at you when there's not IEDs. And then all of these things are happening and I'm having, I have my own kids at the time too. So I'm a young father and it ended up being this cascading effect to where all of this happened before I was 22. And I became a victim of somebody who wanted validation, who I no longer was. And I had no idea that I had propped myself up for such failure. And I spent years denying that there was anything wrong with me. Because how could this kid who did so much to prove there wasn't anything wrong with him, that he wasn't weak, that he wasn't who his father made him feel like in every casual conversation. He wasn't who the kids at school made fun of. Uh, he, he wasn't this. How could he be mentally ill now? Because I already proved everyone wrong, that I was a man. And then, sure enough, I am swerving because of a plastic bag in the road that looks like a bomb to me. I am crying in the line at the mall while trying to take my kids to Christmas. I'm in a bathroom, scratching my face, and I have a knife, and I'm attempting to cut off my genitalia. And I'm 23 years old. There's nothing wrong with me. Now I'm 25, 
and I'm crying upstairs and breaking things, things and smashing my PlayStation and screaming, I want to die and saying to myself, there's nothing wrong with me. And then sure enough, uh, I was finally convinced to go to a clinic, uh, a VA, and it was just very blatant to them that this guy has severe post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, and I still lived in, it was like the best sense of denial. I lived with that for a long time until I finally got on TikTok in this app and just started saying, there's something wrong with me. Like I never admitted it before I got in this app. Yeah. I think, I mean, neither of us can compare anything to what you've gone through, but I think any man really struggles with the concept that we can be mentally ill in some way and still be valid as men. Right. You know, I mean, uh, I struggle a little bit with that just because, like, you know, fuck, dude, I did organized crime. And that was my fucking jam. I've been stabbed twice, shot three times. You know, I mean, like, I'm a big, tough guy. At the same time, I've had a full-on breakdown in front of my boyfriend and just, I like, cried like a bitch. So, yeah, yeah it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to wrap your mind around because society has raised us to be men who handle shit and right. fight war and, you know, do manly things. But, you know, we're still people. And there's a freeing aspect when you realize that you can be both. You can be wounded right. mentally and still all of a man. Except for Cody. He will never be all of a man. I was going to say, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm completely mentally stable, so it's hard yeah. for me to understand. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I completely understand. And um, kind of going along with what Matt said, even uh, with a diagnosed schizophrenic mother, it took me over two years to admit that I had to go in and see a psychiatrist and eventually get diagnosed with schizophrenia after my symptoms started. And it's part of like being a man in America. We, we aren't supposed to be, you know, weak or we're supposed to mind. What is it? Mind over matter. You know, <laughs> we're just supposed to be able to get through all the shit life throws at us, whether it's, you know, homelessness or PTSD or schizophrenia, depression, depression and anxiety. Like, we're not allowed to express how difficult it is living as a suicidal person. Matt, I know you just talked about it a little bit. Um, me and Zach have talked about it uh, also, but suicidal tendencies in men are so high. Right. And we, we never talk about it because, you know, it's weak if we talk about it. So it's something that I love specifically seeing creators who are big, strong people. Like I don't consider myself a big, strong dude. So I love seeing like you guys, you guys, Zach, sometimes, you know, when you're not being your regular self, you can come off like that. And then being able to see you guys show that mental health affects you too. Iron Sanctuary is someone I really respect, mm -hmm. you know, big bearded muscular guy. And he talks about depression and anxiety and addiction and how it can affect anyone. And so I think it's really important that we continue to have those conversations. Right. And along, along that vein, I just want to kind of hold myself accountable here. Um, my boyfriend really wants me to go to therapy and I'm just going to make the public statement that I've agreed to go to therapy and do some counseling. So now I've said it on a platform that uh, everyone knows about. So I'm going to ask you guys to hold me accountable to that. If I try to ditch out on it, cause I definitely will. But. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, um, I always promote therapy, whether it's peer support, whether it's a psychiatrist, something, anything. Um, you can only bottle things up for so long, you know, and I think we could all attest to that. But the, um, the other thing I wanted to talk to Matt about was I'm really interested in what you talked about a little bit previously, the before military lifestyle you had where you were, you know, I, you mentioned being homeless and um, using not so great ways to obtain food and money. So I would love to hear more about your story regarding that too. Cody, Cody, Cody. Yeah. The fuck? What? You know that was going to be my question. Never mind. Go ahead, Doc. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, I wanted to put you on the spot. Now you can think of a new original question. You have no couth, sir. <laughs> no yeah. And it's, it's such a funny thing, too, because when, when I talk to people now, they, they I think the way I articulate myself has been so um, kind of set up by my mentor 
who is the vice president of a company with an executive suite mentality to where when I'm around him, he, he taught me about wine. He taught me um, how to involve myself in situations socially and about social skills. Like I didn't know social skills existed. I thought you should have just been cool. I didn't know social skills are skills that you had to teach. So when I speak to people now, they're like, and they're like, wait, you, you did what? I was like, yes, I was a criminal. They're like, well, why are you saying it like that? If you were a criminal, criminals don't say I was a criminal. It's like, <laughs> I don't, how do you, how do criminals refer to themselves? I was a, I was a, I was a bad guy. So, um, I was homeless and I was homeless in a sense to where I, I am afraid of being cold at 3am, that kind of homeless to where you get anxiety when it starts to get cold out because you start thinking, do I have to sleep out here tonight kind of thing. I was homeless in a sense to where I slept with, I walked around all day with two pairs of pants because uh, I wanted to try and keep my legs warm in the nighttime. So uh, during that time, I, I tried to do what I thought movies and books that kind of character would do and walk around and somebody would find me and see my value and offer me a place to stay. And that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the reason why I was homeless was just neither of my parents were going to allow me back in their home anymore because I had sided with one or the other of who I wanted to stay with. And I got stuck in the middle. It wasn't like I, uh, I, I broke anything. It's not like I stole my dad's baseball and sold it for like, you know what I mean? I was just, I ended up homeless because it's such a small thing. And I got angry at society. And one day I realized um, I could steal for food. I could steal very easily. I saw what I could get away with. First, it was a CD from a store or first it was this. And sure enough, um, one day I got offered that I could double my money if I were to buy counterfeit money. And this is super illegal activity for everyone listening to, by the way. But uh, back then, you could you could buy three hundred dollars worth of counterfeit money for uh, like a hundred and fifty, kind of thing. Okay. And, and okay. And then you could go to like swap meets and maybe places where they won't check the money, and you can change it out. So you spend twenty bucks on like three dollars worth of items, and then you get seventeen. You still kind of get a profit out of that original money. Uh, the first thing I started doing was that, and then. One day I tried to buy drugs with the money to sell because I thought I could be an entrepreneur and start selling marijuana and I'll buy it with the fake money. And if he realizes it's fake, I'll just have to take it from him. And of course, I'm such a weak, like not a cool criminal. Again, I'm like, I'm literally a kid who just grew up poor. Like I didn't grow up in a gang. Or yeah, you were like the Zach Galloway of criminals. I hear <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. So I brought uh, I brought a butcher knife with me. And it was a serrated oh. blade knife. Um, and I said, if he realizes it's fake money, I'll just take it from him. And sure enough, he was counting it. And he's like looking at it. He starts looking at it. And then he realized it was fake. And I'll never forget the entire situation. I've never told this story anywhere, by the way. Like this is the first time I've ever talked about this. Um, really besides maybe my discord or something. Um, I'll never forget. He had long brown hair and a smooth baby face and a brown beanie on. <laughs> kind of like what he was wearing. So, no, but he he had long brown hair. And I remember he was looking at it. I was in the passenger seat and um, started looking at it. And I just reached over and I just went blank. And I grabbed his hair and I pulled out the knife and I had put it up to his neck. And before you know it, I was taking his stuff. And I don't know what took over me some kind of ang all the anger came out i think because before you know it i was going through his cigarettes taking his cigarettes taking everything and i was just mad at him i think i took everything out on him that everyone had taken out on me and i just victimized this guy and i robbed him i took his took his marijuana took my fake money took his cigarette smoked a cigarette i remember i was dripping blood all over the cigarette from the serrated blade knife because i cut myself because i was such an immature angry kid I'm 18 years old, by the way. Now I've committed armed robbery. And that's how it started. And it ended up being like that for a year. Um, so eventually, one day, a guy, and you, you know it's scary when the guy's name is Demonic. And he's not from some nice area. He's from a bad area. And his name is Demonic. Legal <laughs> name or like what no, no, his, him? no, his real name was Dominic. So people oh. started calling uh, Demonic. Because the, the dude was evil. The dude was like, you know that, that person that you hang out with for three weeks straight and then all of a sudden he just turns on you and is okay with like fighting you? Yeah. That kind, yeah. That kind of guy. 
So anyways, up uh, with him before. one day, one day uh, when I found out he was looking for me, I was just so tired of it all. And that's, that's when I think the, the time to leave and the time to join the military just started to make sense to where I had tried to do all this and it's not working. I need to do something else. And I don't talk about this stuff too much on social media because I don't want to validate it. I don't want to tell younger people that this stuff is cool. I, the only reason I would even tell you guys in this podcast that's listening right now is because that's what happens when you have poor mental health that isn't recognized as a child and it's groomed to be a low sense of value and a low sense of self-esteem and being angry. Somebody commented, Matt, please let us out of the basement. You're staying in there. If you keep asking, you're staying longer. <laughs> I threw rice in last week, cook it somehow. So anyways, <laughs> that's what happens. Like when you get to this point to where you have this youth has been groomed to be angry, to be hateful. Um, and then he's just let out into society. And that's, that's what I became. And yeah. I, I don't think you need to, one thing about this show that is kind of a little bit specific is that we talk about everything that is, yeah. uh, you know, that we've done, everything that we've experienced, and we never portray it in a positive thing because we always have the aftermath. We always let people know the reality of it. It's not like the movies, you know, right. literally everyone, everyone that I've associated with, I've fucking buried. I saw one of my best homies get put into Potter's Field with three other guys in an unmarked grave by the county sheriff while I was doing the detail. You know, I mean, like we've like, this is the reality of what happens. So yeah. the stuff, these are the sort of things you need to talk about here because this is to, the place to talk about it. I mean, yeah, we like we're both we're both felons. We've both been through our shit, but we're right here now with Squishmallows holding him closely, talking to you. You know, so uh, it's 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 just what we do here, and this is the platform to do it. it. That and that's the thing about both of you guys. Just so just so you know, the military when like because I'm on military TikTok. I'm on I'm the military guy. I do military, and like I was telling you guys before this, like military isn't what interests me most about life mental health is what interests me and just so you guys know like you guys are versions of people that i serve with mm. there's it's not like you guys wouldn't have been in the military with me or i wouldn't have been in prison or in jail it's interchangeable it's like you come from these families to where you you don't really have a chance at much and you have to grasp at straws to try and be what hollywood has taught us that we should be men and that's where you end up so i've had guys who should be in prison just based on the things they've done in the civilian world or have been stabbed or they have been shot before the military. And it's insane. The fact that they're even allowed in the military. When I joined, you could get a lot of waivers though. Cause there's two active wars going on. Yeah. So it's like, I they really still, they still offer a deterrent deterrent sentences. I was in court when they legit offered a guy in front of me, it was a two year, no, it was a four year contract, yeah. active six year uh, reserve yeah. to waive, waive the felony. It was a minor felony, but still. So that's so, still a thing they do. I've never actually talked about it. I was actively um, trying to join the National Guard um, when my charges hit, but because of my um, schizophrenia stuff, I wasn't able to. So that was actually what I was trying to do to avoid my. Uh, my jail time. So, um, but it didn't work out because I'm severely mentally ill and they can give you waivers for a lot of things, but for hearing voices, not so much. Right. Yeah. I've actually never mentioned this either. I actually went through MEPS and enlisted in the Navy and did all that. And then, um, I got uh, a DQ directly afterwards for medical reasons, but I tried to. So I think every crazy person at one point in time ends up or tries to go to the military. So, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 definitely more common for me to like talk to guys who have your types of mentality rather than people who constantly comment on this podcast that they need a blanket in the basement. If you guys don't know, the basement is where all the people who are foolish enough to come to my fan meetups go. If you're <laughs> going to be silly enough to think that I'm going to like hang out with you like a normal person, no. If you come to my fan meetup, you're going in my basement. You're staying there a minimum of six months before you allow you to touch my hands. This is why this is why we have such a hard time with sponsors, Cody. I just yeah, probably. This is, why. This, is, this is the struggle. This is what happens. It could also be because when our um, guest was trying to talk about serious shit, we both pulled out Squishmallows and started <laughs> petting them. I um, think that's like I, I felt like you guys just wanted to be comforted while you heard the the sense. Yeah. I get it. 
-hmm. very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. This is Damien. He is a communist red panda, and I love him. <laughs> oh, can I show you guys mine? Of course. Yes, oh my gosh, are you serious right now? This Hold is on. what we do here. Bro. We, we okay, share so with each other. All, all the people who are here, if, if you guys are listening right now, if you don't know, we're all holding up our favorite friends. Uh, this is Amigo. This is a voodoo doll. I don't Ooh. like him. Like, I, I don't, we don't like each other. He's extremely sexual. He will come to your house at three in the morning and try and lube you up, but I keep him around so he won't do it to me. That's who oh, that wait, wait, wait. was. I thought it was Hold back. On. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me cover Damien's ears. Go ahead. What was that? <laughs> so what he wants to do to you is pull your pants down at three in the morning and take whatever he wants. He just doesn't do it to me because I feed him and keep him around. But yeah, his name's Amigo. He's very, he's extremely evil. Yeah. Understandable. Well, understandable. We are getting into the last five minutes here. So Matt, if you're comfortable with it, usually what we do in these last few minutes is take some questions from people who are watching us live. Um, so if anyone has any questions for Matt, um, not about being in his basement or about the jacket that he definitely stole, um, feel free to throw them on the screen here. And uh, we'll have a few questions for Matt before we sign off for the night. Seriously, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we really do appreciate it. Um, I know you were a little nervous jumping on with us, but I hope, hopefully it was uh, not too bad for you. I love it. No, we'd, we'd definitely like to have you. We'd love to have you back, Matt. I mean, you're a great guest. Totally thank honest you. With you. Thank you. I mean, frankly, I'm just going to put this on the table. If you're looking for a job on a podcast, I might be looking for another partner. Before <laughs> too long. Uh, I don't know, man. His face is a little bit more baby smooth than mine. You might have to keep him around. That's what I'm saying. All right. So we have a few in here. Um, the first one, I guess, is just did you guys all meet through TikTok? And the answer for that one is yes. Um, but uh, here we go. <laughs> So this one says, Matt, if you had to choose, who's your best friend, Zach or Cody? Oh, gosh. I Choose wisely. Choose wisely, sir. I feel like you guys who are listening have to decide. You guys can all decide. You guys comment. Go to my page. Go to Zach or go to Cody's page. And you guys can all vote who I would be best friends with. That was a solid deflect. I, I applaud like that. that. I've, been, that I've trained that myself. Good. This is, is jiu-jitsu right here. Um, so we have a question here from Chelsea. It says, what do you think is the hardest thing living with PTSD? The hardest thing about living with PTSD is being okay with not understanding it and treating it as if it's something that is, has more power than you think it has. So the fact that people have mental health issues and they're not willing to educate themselves about these issues and understand them, um, makes you powerless. So the worst move you can make in any situation is not do your homework and not be educated about a subject. So if somebody's overweight and they want to lose weight, they have to educate themselves. If somebody wants to get a job or go to school, um, get a job they have to go to school for and they have to understand it. So if you're telling me you have PTSD and you have not educated yourself about it, I'm telling you, you are allowing yourself to be a victim. And that is the hardest thing about having any disorder is being powerless. I hope that helps someone listening. That was a good answer. That was a really good answer. You're so much um, better at this than us. You're so much better at this than uh, un Unfortunately for my mental health, I've been put in a lot of positions to where I've done public speaking. A lot, a lot, a lot. Thank you for being so kind. So last question here from Sheridan is what helps calm you down during a PTSD moment? So um, during like some of your worst symptoms, is there something you do to um, cope or help calm yourself down? Unfortunately, there's not an exact thing because at the time I am in a state of psychosis to where I, I don't, I'm not actively able to choose to do things, but I can tell you the level before that is where I can still calm myself down. And that's to exit a situation that is causing it, that's causing the symptoms. So if it's children screaming, if it's somebody bothering me, if it's somebody standing behind me immediately, um, excuse myself from that situation completely, put myself in a room. Uh, with something that's completely the opposite of that situation, something funny, listening to music, taking a nap, um, no alcohol, no drugs, anyone who's listening. The worst thing you can do when you have mental health issues is to exacer exacer exacerbate that with alcohol or drugs. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, I say the same thing about schizophrenic symptoms too. People always ask me, oh, have you ever tried LSD or shrooms or anything? I'm like, you guys realize I'm schizophrenic, right? That's literally one of the worst things I could attempt to do. And especially if you're having active symptoms, um, definitely. Like we always say on this show, drugs are bad unless it's steroids, in which case DM me. Uh, We do not say that on this show, um, actually. (laughs) But we do appreciate having you, Matt. It is about 8 o'clock, so we're going to be heading out here. Just a reminder, go follow Matt on YouTube and on TikTok. He's got some amazing content, really good, better than mine and Zach's. You should really give it a chance. That's not true. That's very fair. That's very true. But we appreciate having you so much. Uh, Zach, did you have any final words? No, uh, Matt, I will no doubt find something else to torture you with on TikTok. Thanks for showing up, brother. Loved having you here. We'll definitely have you back again. And we're looking forward to your book. Please let us know when it's out. I love you guys to pieces. Thank you for having me. We love you too, man. And thank you you all for watching us live tonight on the Criminally Mental Podcast. Make sure you tag us in any videos or clips. Make sure you use hashtag criminally mental podcast and we really appreciate you guys and check out our merch store and all that fun stuff we will see you next monday